0: On Enmeshed, we discuss crimes and situations that may be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Enmeshed, the show that reveals some of the most poisonous people come disguised as family.
1: Enmeshed family members are fused together by unhealthy emotions instead of the strong bonds that signal a well functioning family. Boundaries are blurred and unhealthy relationship patterns are formed. Hello and welcome to Enmeshed, the podcast that explores family relationships and crime. I'm Amanda. And I'm Pam. And today we're covering the case of the beautiful yet enmeshed DeFrancisco sisters. And we would like to start out by saying that we really have to give it up to Unsolved Mysteries and America's Most Wanted for their involvement in the sisters' capture. I watched both shows religiously. They
0: were kind of the backbone of the 90s. Plus, the shows actually helped catch numerous
1: criminals. Well, here's another case, and I'm sure it won't be the last, where those shows helped lead to the arrest of not one, but two fugitives from the law. After two years on the run teenage sisters Regina and Margaret DeFrancisco were apprehended separately and charged with murder. At the time of their crime, Regina was 17 and Margaret was 16 years old. What led two teenage girls to murder someone, and how were they able to evade capture for so long? Let's set the stage and go back to the summer of 2000 in the big city of Chicago. The real Slim Shady was playing on the radio, Survivor and ER were the most popular shows on television, and there wasn't an iPhone in sight. Oh yeah, Eminem and George Clooney days. 22-year-old truck driver Oscar Velasquez gave a stranger, teenager Regina DeFrancisco, a ride home. Described as honest and hardworking, Oscar had just bought a cool new sports car, and now he was driving a young, beautiful, charming girl home in it. Regina had a reputation for being magnetic and charming. Her little sister looked up to her and emulated her. So when Regina started to dabble in questionable behavior, including hanging out with gang member Johnny Rivera, Margaret followed her lead. The girls began to go off the rails without much parental supervision. Caught by narcotics officers in Rivera's apartment where there were two kilos of cocaine, Regina had already been hit with a drug arrest. After a court appearance linked to the drug bust, she was outside the courtroom and by chance, Oscar Velasquez drove past at that time.
0: Yeah, we're not really sure how they spotted each other, but I'm sure you can use
1: your imagination. Regina asked Oscar for a ride home and he obliged. The two hit it off kept in touch, started hanging out, and before long considered themselves boyfriend and girlfriend. On Unsolved Mysteries, Oscar's mother, Maria Rios, said that growing up, Oscar was unlike the other kids in the neighborhood. He never got in trouble, didn't drink, or do drugs. He'd avoided gang activity, which was prolific in their area, and was considered an all-around great guy. So it came as a complete shock when his burned body was discovered in an empty lot on June 6, 2000. Unfortunately, some of these
0: nice guys just can't win. It only took detectives about 36 hours to identify the young Hispanic man with no ID, wrapped in bloody bedsheets in that vacant lot. Though police initially thought the murder could be related to gang activity, once they recovered Oscar's identity... All signs led to his troubled girlfriend, Regina, and in turn, her little sister, Margaret.
1: While Oscar was an upstanding citizen, it turned out that Regina and her little sister didn't have the same pristine background. Unbeknownst to Oscar, Regina was also dating a local gangster identified as Loco on Unsolved Mysteries. Loco had been arrested and Regina wanted to bail him out of jail. So Margaret decided to call Oscar, knowing he was smitten with Regina, and tell him that she needed $1,000 to bail Regina out of jail. Oscar was happy to oblige, unaware that the money would actually be used for Loco's release. Once Regina was supposedly out on bail, she and Oscar went on a date where he asked her when he could be expected to be paid back. Which I think is fair enough. Regina didn't have the money, obviously, but she had another solution. She'd pay him back with interest eventually, but in the meantime, she and Margaret together would like to show him their appreciation, if you catch my drift. All right,
0: clearly there are bigger issues in this case, but two sisters in a threesome is
1: super gross. Prime enmeshment. We'll come back to that in a little while. At around 8 o'clock on June 6th, Oscar arrived at the De Francisco home for a special date with Regina. It's also possible that's when he thought the sexual encounter with both sisters would happen. Margaret answered the door with a friend in tow, 15-year-old Veronica Garcia. Regina was in the basement and began calling for Oscar to join her down there. Margaret followed Oscar down the stairs and with no hesitation pulled out a thirty-eight caliber pistol and boom, shot Oscar once in the head. According to testimony from Veronica, she'd given Margaret her boyfriend's gun because she'd been led to believe by the sisters that it would be used in a robbery. Instead, before she knew it, Regina and Margaret were in the basement wrapping Oscar's dead body in the dirty bedsheets and a tarp. They also robbed him of his silver necklace and $600 in cash. The two tried to clean up the crime scene before deciding what to do with the body. Well, this ought to be good. And where the hell are their parents? For real. Dragging Oscar up the stairs, Regina, Margaret, and Veronica put Oscar's body in the back of his new Camaro Z28. They then drove around for about 40 minutes before stumbling upon a vacant lot. There, they used nail polish remover to set the body on fire. Shortly afterwards, an anonymous caller reported the fire to 911 and later called again when he discovered Oscar's body in the fire. Two days later, the Camaro was also found in another vacant lot, torched out and rid of any evidence linking the DeFrancisco sisters to the crime. At around the same time, Regina's mother and Margaret went to the police to report Regina missing. A few days after that, the same detectives that were investigating Oscar's murder went to the DeFrancisco house to search for clues in her disappearance. There, they found matching pillowcases to the bedsheet Oscar had been wrapped in. Oh, snap.
0: That is crazy. The sheets must have had the same distinctive pattern.
1: Oscar's phone records provided detectives an invaluable clue when they looked into conversations he had in the hours preceding his murder. The logs turned up the name of Regina DeFrancisco, a 17-year-old who lived with her 16-year-old sister Margaret and her single mother Nora in the Lower West Side community of Pilsen. Thank God for digital evidence, am I right? Absolutely. A week after the slaying, police had enough evidence to get a warrant to search the DeFrancisco home. As authorities combed through the residence, various red flags emerged. Mainly the sheets in the house, which matched the pattern of the one in which Oscar's body had been wrapped. Everything started to come together for investigators. Luminol revealed a large amount of blood in the basement, and detectives recovered a bullet casing that matched the caliber of the bullet used to kill Oscar. In addition, an anonymous tip was called in claiming to have seen three young women lifting a heavy object into Oscar's car. And that's the tip that tied a ribbon
0: around the case. Once police spoke with young Veronica, all their questions were answered.
1: That's right. Under the threat of being charged with murder, the 15-year-old spilled all the details. Unfortunately, the authorities fell just a step behind the sisters. Let's take a quick break and then get back to the enmeshed, now fugitive, DeFrancisco
2: sisters
3: are you planning an event with audio and visual needs but are not sure where to start waves entertainment can help waves entertainment is your premier full-service management company with high quality custom solutions for any size event whether you are planning a large festival or concert A corporate meeting or wedding, Waves Entertainment will power your event to excellence. Our team of industry professionals work closely with your vision to ensure your audience hears every word, sees every detail, and remembers the experience. Our goal is to ensure your event is customized to fit your needs and provide professional-grade equipment to amplify your message. From live stage production and talent booking to vendor coordination, event staffing, and more, Waves Entertainment is your one-stop shop for the perfect event. Visit our website, wavesentertainment.com, or give us a call at 704-662-2435. That's 704-662-2435. Waves Entertainment, powering your event to excellence.
1: Now back to the show. So when we left off, Veronica had revealed everything to the police, how she'd taken her boyfriend's gun to help the sisters in a robbery, only to find herself in the middle of a murder. Regina and Margaret had also been questioned by police, as phone records clearly linked them to Oscar, but they fled before they could be arrested. Just a couple of months later, U.S.
0: Marshals were enlisted to hunt for the sisters. This is when they appeared on America's Most Wanted. And I've met a few U.S. Marshals in my life,
1: and let me tell you, they are no joke. In another blow to the investigation, no credible tips came in from the original airing of the De Francisco episode. It wasn't until March of 2002, almost two years after Oscar's murder, when the episode aired again that police finally caught a break. Someone who saw the episode anonymously called the tip line leading to an apartment in Rockford, Illinois, which is about two hours northeast of Chicago. That's where police found Margaret hiding out with relatives. She had reportedly carved out a tattoo from her abdomen to avoid recognition. Wow,
0: that's really stupid. People don't hide your family members either. They will
1: bring you down with them. It would take another few months to track Regina all the way to Dallas, Texas, following a high-speed car chase after stealing a car from an acquaintance. Okay, now that's really stupid. Yeah, all of this sounds stupid. Well, they are teenagers. Right. Both of the sisters were charged with the murder of Oscar Velasquez, and unlawful flight to avoid prosecution. So they were charged as adults, not juveniles. Right. Once in police custody, they tried to claim self-defense. According to the sisters, Oscar had pointed a gun at Regina in anger over the money she owed him, and that's when Margaret shot him with the thirty-eight. Veronica would testify that she believed that Oscar did have a gun on him that night, but let's just take a moment to lay out all the reasons how this was clearly a premeditated murder. First, Regina and Margaret borrowed the gun. Maybe, maybe they had been initially telling Veronica the truth, that they wanted to use it in a robbery. And then, when things escalated with Oscar, as they claimed, Margaret then shot him in self-defense. However, I believe that Regina and Margaret had purposefully lured Oscar to the DeFrancisco home with the intention of killing him, and that's why Regina promised a threesome with her sister. She'd never actually have to make good on it, thankfully. Lastly, they had a tarp ready in the basement. Yes, that's a great spot to keep tarps for most people, but in some of the reports I read, the tarp was already spread out at the bottom of the stairs. Margaret shot Oscar to death as he descended the stairs, so having the tarp spread out down there would contain the mess of his murder. And again, we do have to remember
0: that these are teenagers. They think they've planned out everything and been so smart by burning the body and the car, taking Oscar's necklace so he wouldn't be identified as quickly, the whole shebang. But there were three more very persuasive people the prosecution used in the
1: sisters' trial in the summer of 2004. That's right. Veronica's testimony was corroborated by Jessica Benitez. Luciana Matias, and Maria Constantino. According to these prosecution witnesses, the sisters had confessed to Oscar's murder and claimed that Regina had orchestrated the whole thing. Maria even said that she had personally witnessed Veronica, Regina, and Margaret putting Oscar's body in the car. From my research, I can't tell if that makes her the anonymous tipster or if there was another witness. With these testimonies contradicting claims of self-defense, it took a jury six and a half hours to find Regina guilty of murder. Margaret's jury, on the other hand, was stuck in an 11-to-1 deadlock as that last juror couldn't believe that someone so young could be capable of murder. The day after Regina's conviction, Margaret was released on bail. She was only free for four months, though, as her retrial in November of 2004 yielded very different results. Again, Veronica testified against Margaret, and she was ultimately found guilty of first-degree murder. Regina was sentenced to 35 years in prison, and Margaret was sentenced to 46 years in prison. I suppose Margaret got the heftier
0: sentence since she was the actual shooter.
1: During sentencing, Judge James Schreier said, quote, I have never from beginning to end come across a stranger murder case, a rather simple amateurish plan, but a professional execution. He went on to say of Margaret, quote, what could have possibly possessed her or influenced her to be of the mind to end a life and desecrate the body afterward? We'll never know, Unquote. Veronica's deal with investigators meant she only served
0: five years in prison
1: for her connection to Oscar's murder. Today, both of the sisters are serving their sentences at Logan Correctional, which is midway between Springfield and Bloomington, Illinois. They've both filed a number of appeals, but all have been rejected. A Google search for Regina DeFrancisco revealed she was enrolled in the Northwestern Prison Educational Program, where she was enjoying an expository writing class. When asked who she'd have dinner with, if she could have dinner with anyone, she wrote, quote, I would like to meet anyone from the Library of Alexandria. How much knowledge was in there? What a shame it was burnt down, unquote. Maria Rios, Oscar's mother, said on Unsolved Mysteries, quote, It's hard to get used to living without him. It's really hard to get used to the idea he isn't here anymore, unquote. So sad and so
0: senseless. Amanda, I would like to say you did a wonderful job of pronouncing every name today. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, a new generation of Unsolved Mysteries is on Netflix. It's odd to me, though, because there not only is no beloved Robert Stack hosting, but there is no host at all. So nearly every episode opened with Stack's narration, where he advised viewers that, quote, for every mystery, there is someone somewhere who knows the truth. Perhaps that someone is watching. Perhaps it's you. So they still have this spooky theme music, which makes it all okay, I guess. But it's still unsolved mysteries,
1: so we're going to watch it. Was that your audition for the narration position just now? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that was pretty good. Let's have a campaign. All right, let's do it. Well, director Sean Levy said, quote, we have also opted for a hostless format because the late, legendary Robert Stack was a singular and irreplaceable presence, Levy says. In Robert's absence, we are letting the spirit and the strength of the stories carry the narrative. Above all, our aspiration was to make a new chapter worthy of his memory and of iconic contribution to this iconic series, unquote. So I guess they're not looking for a narrator. Sorry about your luck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so back to the case. What are your ending thoughts on this case of the DeFrancisco sisters? Well, thank you for asking. I think it's hard for
0: teenagers to see the big picture. They are just trying to be cool and make a name for themselves, which involves running their mouths and impulsive permanent solutions to temporary problems. You know, hormones bear the brunt for much of what goes wrong in adolescent minds. Teenagers can seem like emotional time bombs apt to explode at any minute into tears or rage. They can engage in rebellious and risky behaviors, and it seems like they're always in trouble. I know I was in trouble a lot as a teenager, but I'm a very upstanding citizen today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think you were only in, in trouble once that I can remember.
1: Yeah, as a previous teenager, I feel like none of this specifically applies to me, but I was just such a good teenager, so I don't really understand what you're saying here. Yeah, okay. We'll just put it all on your brother. Absolutely. Okay. Well, keep in mind, the
0: brain does not fully develop until your mid-20s, so adult guidance is imperative.
1: Hmm. I just had that exact conversation with my teenage daughter last night. About how your brain does not fully develop until your mid-twenties.
0: Yeah, it's like 28. I remember 28 being like, oh, now I get it. Yeah. And I know I um, liked my children a lot better when they turned 25.
1: Yeah. Hopefully I'll like my children better when they're 25. <laughs> Just kidding. I love, I love, love your children. As it's <laughs> much better to be a grandparent than a parent. Uh, okay, thanks. Sitting right across from you, but that's fine. All right, everyone. Well, that's a wrap for today. Join us next week for a new episode of Enmeshed. See you next week. And remember, as Mama Pam always says, sometimes the most poisonous people come disguised as family. Thank you for listening. All of our sources are in today's show notes, as well as those important resources. You can find us at Enmeshed underscore True Crime Podcast on Instagram or Enmeshed True Crime Podcast on Facebook and let us know what you think. You can also get a behind the scenes look at the show and chat with us about any of the cases you've heard here or share case suggestions please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to keep up with Enmeshed and join us every Monday for fresh takes on stale relationships. Enmeshed is an Oh No production.
2: Oh no!